Hello there, everybody. Welcome, Welcome to Jewish. To Jewish. Shish. You're just changing up the melodies every day now. Yeah. What well, a great variety. Yeah, yeah, all yeah. All the musicality of the uh, podcast and is all really the coming news to that's, light. that's fit for us to podcast on August 28th, 2020, August Friday. August we got laughs, we got 20, news, 20. we got stories for the Jewish and non-Jews, all the spots and entertainment you could wish. We're the always irritating, we're the always irritating, we're the always irritating Jewish-ish. NBA players, well, no, we're going to go with the youth correspondent. Oh, first, right, there's a youth correspondent. Youth correspondent, yeah. That's a youth correspondent. You pointed at me, but we got it. The youth correspondent Yo. has something about Elon Musk's Yo. brain. Yo, youth correspondent, what is up? What is going on this lovely Friday morning? Are you temperate I'm today? Happy. I got some new novelty ducky socks, so I'm happy. Really? Can you send us the link to that? We'll post the image of your novelty ducky socks on our Twitter page. I will, yes. Thank you. Good. I'm sure our listeners uh, want to see that. Do you have something about Elon Musk's brain? I have a fish. Uh, yeah, I do. I'll start off with the, um, Elon Musk, um, is showing off his new, uh, brain implant. And, let me try and find it. Uh-huh. Um, and its goal is to, um, implant computer chips in human brains to level up the species. Um, it's a tiny computer chip meant to be stitched by a sewing, a sewing machine-like robot in on a network of super-fine electrode-studded wires. It's supposed to pick up signals in the brain and then translate them into motor controls. Um, many people think that using these neural interfaces to control things like prosthetics or perhaps interact with other tech. Um, Musk, in typical Muskian fashion, has some bolder ideas, such as to achieve symbiosis with artificial intelligence. That's very um, scary. And this is the apocalypse. He's trying to make this sewing machine weird superhero neuralink thing as safe as lacing the eye procedure. I'm kind of scared for this. Me too. And it seems like this is um, too far off the... <laughs> I'm sorry, we're being distracted by an apocalypse in our kitchen. Yeah, there's explosions and everything going on. We're, we're recording here. in a Marvel movie today. Yes. Yeah. So, so the the great thing would be if it worked in reverse, and you could just tele telepathically make your sewing machine pair sew a pair of shorts. That would be good. Yes, that would be good. I mean, possibly. That's what you got. They, did, yeah. they get. They, this is one of the technological innovations of our generation, and you want to make shorts. Yeah, telepathically. Yeah, you, you wouldn't Why get shorts? Your, you wouldn't get your fingers stuck. 
I don't know, a pair of socks, maybe a, a, a nice handbag. And I'm sure you're making shorts all the time and getting your fingers well, stuck. Well, we have, we, you know, our family descends from the garment district, and he's talking about sewing machines. I'm thinking, you know, how would our ancestors have wanted to make this work? It would have been in the opposite direction, not using the sewing machine to make brain implants, but make brain implants to make a better sewing machine. Okay, what else you got, youth? Um, going away from Neuralink, I tried very hard to intertwine a nice little transition between these two stories, but, um, it's not possible. What, what's not possible? He, he can't make a neuro implant catch the fish. Speaking of human innovation and cunning. Um, well, Connecticut woman helps Monster Pike trying 40-year-old record. Now, um, this woman. There's a waterfall. Uh, Leslie Slater was out with her kids in Connecticut, and she they were just fishing, but she felt a huge little bite. A, a huge, huge little, little bite? bite. <laughs> yeah, it's an oxymoron. A huge little bite. Okay. And, um, it pulled, as she says, quote unquote, it pulled hard right to the bottom. It almost broke my pole in half, the angler said. Then, with all of the dead weight, I lost, I thought that I lost the fish and snagged the bottom. Slater managed to pull the catch into her boat. Slater revealed to be a 29-pound, 46-inch northern pike. And wow. this, is, um, this is challenging a 40-year-old record. You're going to be a mango. That's quite a fish, 29 pounds and 46 the other thing. Yeah, and they're challenging it for the biggest fish and the heaviest fish or pike. Um, what what was the previous fish. record? Um... Uh, they are challenging. We get more dead air. A 1980 record. Wow. It's been 40 years since anybody caught a pike this big in Connecticut, I guess. Apparently. Wow. So, if, if you had the neuro thing, would it be useful for identifying where there are fish? You know, possibly. I mean, it seems like it can just do anything now, so... Yeah, I think there may be a tight connection between this. I think, you know, when when archaeologists are listening to this podcast 40 years from now, they'll be thinking, oh, they didn't know back then that you could just blink your eye and know where the fish were. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. Yeah, yeah. It is, yeah. All right, well, would you please be sure to chime in on our other stories for today? We'd like to hear oh, from you. Uh, and uh, might I add one last thing? Please. Because um, as I am sending you the link to, um, what do you call it? The socks? The, uh, yeah, the, 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 the uh, oh, yes, the socks, the socks. Um, there is a picture of the fish, which I would like to include with the socks. Oh, please. Oh, okay. maybe, maybe you can do a picture of the fish in a sock. No. It'd be a big Wait. sock. No. It would be a big sock, yeah. or just a broken sock. Send, send us a picture of your socks, if though. If you had... Don't, don't send us a link. Send us a picture of if your socks. If you had a robot sewing machine you could manipulate with your brain, you could use it to make a sock big enough to cover a 29-pound fish. There's the link. I, yeah. There's the connection. 
NBA uh -huh. players decided to resume play after their decision to postpone playoff games in response to the murders in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Relatively good interactions between players and owners have been explained as partly due to the involvement of one of the NBA owners, Michael Jordan, who reached out to National Basketball Players Association President Chris Paul, league sources told ESPN, in advance of the owners' meeting. And when the owners did meet, Jordan suggested that they listen to the players before offering responses of their own. Jordan is reported to have told them, quote, right now, listening is better than talking, end quote. This doesn't seem mainly a Michael Jordan story, but a story about a league that includes a black owner and a responsive owner. One wishes that the NBA would seek to expand the role of such voices and that other leagues would commit themselves to including them too. Cardinals pitcher Jack Flaherty, who joined teammate Dexter Fowler in sitting out their team's game on Wednesday night, expressed a strong objection to there having been any games played. Flaherty tweeted, quote, We are the only sport playing today. Let that sink in, in all caps, end quote. Before later, deleting the tweet. In a Zoom call with the reporters, Flaherty said, quote, Yesterday would have been the day for league-wide action. It sucks because you look for it to be a unified thing. Flaherty's Cardinals went ahead and played an afternoon doubleheader, but all the games scheduled for yesterday evening were postponed. And the Mets and Marlins did it a good way at City Field. Here's the last part of it. And now after a moment of silence that lasted 42 seconds, the day before we celebrate Jackie Robinson Day, the Mets are exiting the field after both teams exchanged a wave of caps to one another. So it would appear as though, after a pointed moment, that the Mets and Marlins will not be playing baseball tonight. And the Black Lives Matter shirt left on top of home plate. We, we watched that and thought it was very moving, right? Yeah. It's no, a good, was... good commemoration. So, there is a major, major golf scandal. Why are we you literally said yesterday and we weren't going to talk about golf we'll, and lost the golf we need to talk. We need to talk to our golf correspondent about this. It's a clear case of screw the Jew, plain and simple. The biggest golf tournament every year is the Masters, which is going to be played in November this year instead of the usual April date. But Masters officials determined long ago who was going to play based on players' 2019 performances. So even though Daniel Berger is clearly the third best player in the game right now, he isn't in the Masters, and he doesn't think he's going to get in. By the way, the same kind of thinking will exclude Sofia Popov, who won last weekend's women's tournament, but won't get to play in the U.S. Open. So it's anti-Jewish and anti-Popov, and someone is going to have to take a stand about this, and if it's not going to be Jewish-ish, then who? Probably no one. Cause... We will be talking to our golf correspondent about this tomorrow. It is, by There's the way, strictly a coincidence wrong. that next week's Acquisition Tuesday segment is going to be about attack drones for <laughs> oh, sale gosh. in the vicinity of Augusta, We're Georgia. So Just a coincidence. And in other news, McDonald's is conducting a whole series of internal investigations involving misconduct by some of its recently fired executives. That's not as good. But, well, it's good they're doing the investigation. Well, anyway, but the big news to come out of Wednesday's statement about these investigations is that McDonald's has, in charge of hiring and firing and stuff, 
not a chief human resources officer, and not a chief of personnel, but a global chief people officer. <laughs> what? Yeah, the current the global chief people officer who was hired in April is named Heidi Capozzi. She replaced departed chief people officer David Fairhurst. Did you know this youth correspondent that McDonald's has a chief people officer? I did actually. Really? You should apply. You know, would you would you be interested in having a second position in you in in uh, relation to Jewishish? Would you like to be our chief people officer? Yes. Excellent. We've just appointed a, a Jewishish chief people officer. Congratulations, correspondent. Congratulations, congratulations, youth. Um, a newly published study by scientists at the University of California at Berkeley has determined that penguins did not originate in Antarctica, as previously thought, but instead in Australia and New Zealand. I always knew that. Really? I always had that? a feeling. Oh, you guessed. I, had you a, just intuited I, had, I felt it in my bones. 22 million years ago, they, they started, the penguins, in Australia and New Zealand, before they, <laughs> they headed started. off. To, yeah, that's when they originated. And then they headed off to Antarctica, probably because of the abundant food supply there. To celebrate this discovery, let's listen to a little, a little of a relevant episode of the cartoon Octonauts. The Octonauts, oh my goodness. You know the Octonauts? No. Oh, I know the Octonauts! Penguins don't live anywhere else in the world. Antarctica is their only home. We've come to visit at the perfect time. The chicks have just hatched. And Quasi, Peso and I are going to give their parents a little help. Yeah, what kind of help? Babysitting, of course. Babysitting? Hi, Peso. Thanks for keeping an eye on the chicks while we swim out into the ocean for food. Mum, Dad, can I come too? So that's the Octonauts, penguin, Australian penguins for you to celebrate this big discovery. Youth correspondent, you said you know the Octonauts? Oh, I'm very familiar with the Octonauts. They really? were a childhood favorite of mine. Oh, who no knew? Kidding. Gee, see, we're getting very youth topical. Oh, as yes. soon as we appointed him people officer, we immediately became more relevant. Exactly. You see that? Chief people that's brilliant. Officer. No, that's a yeah. brilliant strategy on your part. Yes. I'd commend yeah, yeah. you for that, my yeah, co host. Yeah. Well, you got to be opportunistic. No, exactly. Yeah. Today is the release date for a number of highly anticipated albums, including new releases by Dua Lipa, Katy Perry, The Avett Brothers, and Gregory Porter. Toots and the Maythals also have a new album coming out today. Here are some new releases coming out today and in the near future that you may not have heard about. Sevdaliza is releasing Shebrang today. Next week, Godcaster is due out with Long-Haired Locusts. On September 18th, Takuya Kuroda will release Fly Moon, Die Soon. But the big day may be October 2nd, when Frankie and the Witchfingers will release Monsters Eating People Eating Monsters. Zen Mother will release Millennial Garbage Preach, and Matt Berninger, Berninger will release his Serpentine Prison. Serpentine, Sheldon. Serpentine. Something to look forward to. And my old government teacher came out with an EP. Oh, really? Yeah? Maybe uh, we should play highlights of that on Jewishish sometime. We'll, we'll do that soon. Yeah. Uh, Michael Schutt and the, the, the EP is called... I don't remember. <laughs> okay. Stay in... I don't know. Yeah. I just saw it. But folks, you got to check that one out. Okay, good. Um, I'd like to say one more thing before we go out today. Oh, you wanted the other one. You wanted blue whale. Yeah, I want the. Yeah, yeah, what are you doing? Hold off on the blue whale for a second, though, because we have some important stuff to discuss here. Okay. 
and youth correspondent, you'll be interested in this. So, so folks, we got a great lineup coming to you uh, on the on Jewishish. We're we're gonna start a second season soon, cause yes. I feel like it. Excellent, good. And we're gonna have a whole line of new I correspondents. This is like the eighth season or something. No, no, no. We're on the first season. Still. Oh really? We have this about like hundred episodes. Eight. Yeah, this is like the sixth season. <laughs> there's some day there's some dating controversy we may not have to have a show devoted to just figuring out yes, what season exactly. we are yeah. anyway we're coming with a hot new second season soon and of course we're going to retain a youth correspondent and unfortunately we're also retaining a golf correspondent but uh um we're going to have a whole line of new correspondents coming to you we're going to have some stuff about shoes we're going to have some stuff about lacroix we're going to have some stuff about more jews uh, we're gonna have some, some, some really exciting stuff here. What's the correspondent that Bryn Moore gonna cover? Bryn Moore? I don't know what I don't know what she's gonna cover, but we, you know, maybe the college, the oh, college like life, the college you know? beat, the college, college beat. under Corona. Exactly. Yes. Uh, you know, we got another correspondent who uh, is maybe gonna do some Star Trek stuff, or Excellent. you know, whatever good. she feels like yes, talking about good, on a given good. day. We're gonna have a lot of new people. Uh, I wonder if we could even get a correspondent from Buffalo back for another episode. I've tried. I think soon. I think he's really I think has he's he been emotionally scarred. By no, I think he's got a restraining order against us. A novelty correspondent. What? A novelty sock correspondent. Oh, are you willing to branch out? <laughs> You already have two titles. Yeah, you're, you're doing everything. Wow. I'll be the P-P-A-S-D-I-H. What is what? that? Why? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and, and it's, it's going to be a really exciting new season. I think we'll start that sometime next week, maybe September 1st or Excellent. sometime soon. Maybe we should have a whole new thing after we do the drones in Augusta thing. We should hide out a little bit. <laughs> yeah, so, we might yeah, need to we, switch into name. covert yeah. mode. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, th that's a sneak peek of you know what's coming in the future. So stay tuned for that. Uh, so as we go out on the Wispops Classic Blue Whale, I would just like to say thank you all very much for supporting this season of Jewishish. But remember, tomorrow is the last day in which you can submit. Um, you know, your Twitter, you, you can reach out. Just, you could just submit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, uh, tomorrow will be Shabbat Shindig. I have a good feeling about it. We want to hear from you guys. You guys get it right. There was one way you get it right. There's, there's a little link on this, this, in the podcast description. You can click on it and leave a voice message with us. We'd love to hear from you. Have and we hit the three hour mark of this episode yet? Well, I'm trying to get us there. I'm yeah. trying to get us there. Um... Anyway, so yeah, th thank you all for listening. We want to hear from you tomorrow, and remember, if we don't hear from uh, absolutely all of you, we're going to have to continue doing this podcast. <laughs> so uh, thank you all very much for listening. Thank you, Youth Correspondent, for joining us today. Uh, in addition to all your other roles, it's always a pleasure to have you. Thank and thank you. you, Chief People Person. Yes, exactly. Uh, so thank you all, and have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful uh, Wednesday or Tuesday or whatever today is. And what is today? It's a Friday. Friday. Have a wonderful Friday. Friday. And, uh, you know, without further ado, embrace the oscillation. Mm.